This is the Jesus Only Speaks the Truth podcast. My name is Dennis McGee Jr. Today is Wednesday, July 21st, 2021. It is 6.10 in the evening here in the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania area. July, the church dedicates the entire month of July to the most precious blood of Jesus Christ. Remember, every month the church dedicates something special. Something special is dedicated each month. Uh, The month of January is dedicated to the holy name of Jesus. The month of February is dedicated to the Holy Family. The month of March is dedicated to St. Joseph. We, of course, are in the year of St. Joseph. Each year the church makes a dedication. Month of April, dedicated to the Blessed Sacrament and the Holy Spirit. The month of May is dedicated to our Blessed Mother. Many of us know that. Month of June is dedicated to the Sacred Heart. Many of us know that. The month of July is dedicated to the most precious blood of Jesus Christ. What is the most precious blood of Jesus Christ? Well, I think in the simplest but yet most profound terms, the precious blood of Jesus Christ is in fact the divine mercy of God. See, we find that out in the Diary of Divine Mercy, which occurs from 1925 to 1938 in Poland. Jesus appears to St. Faustina. We find out that the source of divine mercy is, in fact, the precious blood of Jesus Christ. So what is the precious blood devotion? Well, the precious blood devotion that I'm going to focus on is the recent, the very recent devotion given by Jesus Christ to a young man named Barnabas in West Africa, in Nigeria, from 1995 to 2003. Next week, I'll also do a follow-up on the precious blood. It's just, this, this is such a great devotion. It was given in 1995, the first apparition. Jesus appeared to Barnabas, fully approved by the church. Guess what time Jesus appeared to this young man named Barnabas? who was a a teenager at the time, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, the hour of great mercy. See, and what we find out through these years, through this devotion, which is known as the precious blood devotion, that the precious blood is, in fact, the divine mercy. So when we call upon the precious blood of Jesus Christ, we are, in fact, calling upon the mercy of God. What does that mean? Well, Jesus said, no soul that is called upon my mercy has been disappointed or brought to shame. So when we call upon the precious blood, we are renewed in that promise. This devotion, Jesus said it's the last devotion before he comes back again. It's actually, it's hard to fathom when I say that aloud. What I want to do, I want to focus there's so much in this devotion, these eight years, but I'm going to focus on Basically, a beginner's version of this devotion, if you will. And what I want to focus on, matter of fact, the very first thing I'm going to focus on is in 1997. What our blessed, 1997, I was a senior in high school when this happened, this specific apparition. February, I was actually finishing my my wrestling, high school, senior year wrestling. February 1997. Our blessed mother said these words on that day. My children, listen, let me explain to you how to pray and what heaven wants from you. 
My son listens to you always. He wants to hear from you always. Oh, my loving children, pray this. Pray this prayer always. At least 500 times a day. And the prayer is this. Most precious blood of Jesus Christ, save us and the whole world. Amen. Now, if you say that prayer 10 times, 20 times, 30 times, you can save the amen for the final of the number. If you say it 100 times, you can save the amen. You can just, but if you say it you know, 10 times in a row, most precious blood of Jesus Christ, save us and the whole world. Most precious blood of Jesus Christ, save us and the whole world. Most precious blood of Jesus Christ, save us and the whole world. And then when you get that final time, if, it's, if you say it for two minutes at a time, three minutes at a time, it's a great prayer to say throughout the course of a day where it keeps you in union with Jesus. And what you're doing is you're calling upon the mercy of God. A great way to pray this prayer is in front of a holy image of the holy face of Jesus with the crown of thorns, the holy face of Jesus covered with the most precious blood. There's actually, if you if you have access to the internet, which you do if you're listening to this podcast, you can search online, most precious blood, holy face of Jesus, and the image should come up. The, the, the specific image I'm referring to, I put it on my Facebook page before, I'll do it again has the crown of thorns with Jesus and the and the precious blood is pouring from his sacred head. Why is this so valuable? Because Jesus said it's valuable. I want you to listen to the promises that Jesus makes if you honor his sacred head through the crown of thorns. If you venerate that image while you're in prayer. Now, people gave me, I did a message similar to this a couple years ago. And people, I, I received a firestorm on Facebook. Uh, this, this, this man's telling us to, to venerate things uh, that, are, that are man-made. And, and this, listen, I keep it simple. If Jesus says it, I repeat it. If Jesus makes a promise, I repeat that promise. You know, for those that, you know, if, if, when you look, if they're looking at Scripture where, where God says, in, in the commandments, worship God alone and not to make false images. There's examples in the Bible of those false images. Remember the, uh, the golden calf was a false image. But then God decided to use, through Moses, the staff to perform miracles. God also used a brown serpent to heal people. So if God decides he wants to use an image, God can use that image. That's the first thing. The second thing is this. Who is this image? Is this image that I'm venerating? An image of a golden calf? <laughs> it's the image of Jesus Christ. It's the image of Jesus Christ himself. So it is dramatically different. Not to mention, I'll go back to an answer that I say many, many times if there's a question about something. God sent his only son to teach us, to redeem us by his precious blood. Jesus founded a church. Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 16, verses 18, 18 and 19, where Jesus is talking to St. Peter, and he founds this church upon Peter. And he says, he says to Peter, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. He, he's giving him the keys to the kingdom of heaven. What church is this? Well, what church is 2,000 years old? Catholic Church. So we look to the church, the teachings of the church, when we have questions about things of this nature. But in this devotion 
to the precious blood, which is fully approved by the church, Jesus himself makes the promises. Listen, I'm going to read it in a minute. It's not, so it's not about your opinion. It's not about my opinion. It's about as what does Jesus say? Jesus only speaks the truth. So if we are going to believe in Jesus, if we're going to follow Jesus, we thereby definition have to believe that his words are true. What does that mean? Submit to his teachings. This message in terms of what you're about to hear about this, the, about the venerating the sacred head with the crown, through the crown of thorns. This is a game changer for you. It's a quick, powerful way to obtain many blessings from Jesus. So without further ado, uh, the very first thing is this. Always remember this too. When you print this image from your computer, whether you bring it up on your computer or you download it, you have the power as a baptized Catholic to bless that image. The Catechism states, 1669, that you have that power. The DivineMercy.org gets specific that you have that power to bless a sacred image. You can ask a priest to do it. That's a wonderful thing. Ask a deacon. But you, as a baptized Catholic, ought to just do it. If you can, if obviously, if you get it to a priest, that's fantastic. That's 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 the best case situation. But don't feel limited. Feel liberated. How do you make that blessing? It takes just but a moment. Look at that sacred image of the holy face of Jesus with the crown of thorns, with the precious blood flowing from his sacred head, and make this prayer. Lord Jesus, humbly I seek your holy blessing upon this holy image of your holy face with the crown of thorns, your holy face covered with the most precious blood. I, holy seek your, I humbly seek your holy blessing upon this image. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. You can simply say, in the most simple way, you can just simply say, Lord Jesus, humbly I seek your holy blessing upon this image. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. That image will be blessed. Then what? Then what do you do? The prayer I just said, that Mary taught. I didn't teach it. Mary taught it. Most precious blood of Jesus Christ. Save us and the whole world. Most precious blood of Jesus Christ. Save us and the whole world. You're calling upon the precious blood of Jesus. The divine mercy of Jesus. To what? Save us and the whole world. We're surrendering. We're submitting to the precious blood of Jesus. Which is what? We find out in this devotion. The mercy of God. It's the mercy of of God the Father, the mercy of Jesus Christ, the, mer the mercy and the power of the Holy Spirit. That is the precious blood. I want you to hear these promises. Again, this is Jesus talking, fully approved by the church. This is what Jesus says regarding what we're talking about in this conversation. Honoring the sacred wounds of Jesus Christ in his sacred head through the crown of thorns. There's 11 promises. I don't know if I'm going to have a chance to read them all, but I'll read, I'll read as many as I can here. Promise number one. Jesus said, I will heal the wounds of their hearts, those who adore my sacred head through this crown. Amen. I want you to think about this for a second. I've talked a lot about this on this podcast through the messages about the walking wounded. There are so many people out there, and I say with all sincerity and a, a, a sorrowful heart, they're walking around wounded. Their hearts are ripped to shreds. Their souls are ripped to shreds. But we don't know it. 
They're walking physically. They're 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 you know you wouldn't know it, but they're they're in dire pain. It's why people sadly commit suicide. It's why people have addictions. People are in search to heal their wounds when the reality is that the divine physician himself, Jesus, can and will heal their wounds. This is a quick and powerful way to have wounds healed. Jesus is saying, I will, he said, I will heal the wounds of their hearts, those who adore my sacred head through this crown. Promise number two, I will console those who console me through this crown. Amen. What does that mean? Consolation. Jesus is consoling with the truth. Remember this. Jesus is the truth. He only speaks the truth. So the, and remember this. Jesus says in the diet of thy mercy, my love deceives no one. Jesus is not a deceiver. The enemy is a deceiver. The enemy is, is the one who deceives. Jesus sets forth with the truth. I've said it before. I'll say it again. People say that the truth hurts. I say, no, the truth heals. Jesus is the truth. He is the healer. Jesus will console with the truth. And what, what happens is when, you're, when one is consoled with the truth, everything becomes much more clear because the enemy uses deception. And Jesus, he uses the opposite of deception, which is clarity and truth. So he will console you. What's that? That also means you're going to hear his voice more clearly. You're going to hear his voice more clearly. Remember, the objective of this entire podcast, the entire book, the whole project is to make people happy. Well, when you're hearing the voice of Jesus console you with the truth and the lies are diminishing, they're evaporating, you're going to be happy. You know, I used to, when I was in a, a men's prayer group uh, years ago, the gentleman, Mr. Minnick, would always bring, begin our prayer group by saying, uh, Lord Jesus, please wash away, please, I'm sorry, it was this, Lord Jesus, please expose the lies and reveal the truth to us in the most merciful way possible. We ask this, Lord Jesus, in your holy name, amen. Because what happens is when lies are exposed and the truth comes through, Jesus can console, you're healed, you're happy. Promise number three, this might be my very favorite one of all of them, probably is. Jesus said, I will open the ocean of the divine mercy on those who adore the wounds of my sacred head through this crown. I'm going to say that again. I will open the ocean of the divine mercy on those who adore the wounds of my sacred head through this crown. So what I do, what I do, I have a, I have a, a couple of pictures of the holy face of Jesus with the crown of thorns, with the precious blood that are blessed images. I bless them myself. I think perhaps they were even blessed before they arrived me, but I wasn't sure, so I blessed them regardless. And I'll say that prayer that, I, I, that the Blessed Mother taught. I might start my morning saying it 50 times or 100 times, and I'll, I'll focus on the sacred wounds through the crown of thorns, and I can feel the ocean of the divine mercy being poured forth upon me. What's the, what is the ocean of divine mercy? The ocean of divine mercy is all good things. So we look to the diary of divine mercy, which of course was 1925 to 1938. We find out that divine mercy is the source of all blessings. It's the source of all miracles. It's the source of all happiness and joy. So when Jesus is opening the ocean of divine mercy upon you, you're receiving source of blessing, source of generosity, all sorts of happiness and joy and wonderful things, miracles when necessary. 
You get what I'm saying? So this devotion it is it is so in alignment with divine mercy. It's so which of course stems from the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Which, if you look at the Sacred Heart of Jesus, what is what has what does the Sacred Heart of Jesus have? The crown of thorns piercing his Sacred Heart. Think about that for a moment. So the ocean of the divine mercy is opened upon you if you adore the sacred head of Jesus through this crown. I'll repeat that promise one more time because it is so critically important. I will open the ocean of the divine mercy on those who adore the wounds of my sacred head through this crown. Promise number four, all who adore the most precious blood for my sacred head through this crown will receive the grace of divine wisdom. Amen. I'm going to tell you right now, I actually feel smarter. I've become smarter since I've been practicing this devotion. I make better decisions. I have more, I give more sound advice. I literally have, have received more divine wisdom. I've received that grace. I'm receiving that grace. That's what Jesus is saying. You simply adore those wounds. Or pardon me, adore those, yes, adore those wounds of a sacred head. Adore that precious blood pouring down his face. You're going to receive the grace of divine wisdom. Promise number five, I will guard their five senses. Promise number six, when you touch this crown with love, I will allow a drop of my blood to fall on your head. So what I'll do a lot of times when I finish that 50 times or 100 times or sometimes it's 10 times. I'll touch the crown of thorns with love. Knowing what? Jesus said, when you touch this crown with love, I will allow a drop of my blood to fall on your head. What does that mean? It means a drop of mercy. It means good things are on the way. Right? Good things are on the way. This are, this, see, I, I, this, is, this is me just, I guess, using my own uh, experience and, and, and thinking about this. But, you know, Jesus knows everything. He knew that we would get so busy in life, that we would we'd be working all the time, taking care of you know kids and this and that and obligations, and life would become very busy. And I believe we, we know that Jesus is goodness itself. He is love and mercy itself. So to prepare us for these busy times, Jesus gives us these, these devotions that we can do and these, these tools we can use that will allow us to receive his mercy and blessings very quickly, very quickly. Quickly, He knew that it would be difficult to get into a church to have adoration. He knew that. So what did he do? He gave us these opportunities. And that's what they are, opportunities. So when you touch the crown with love, the crown of thorns with love, a drop of the blood of Jesus Christ falls upon your head. Good things are on the way. Promise number seven. I will renew the love of a repentant sinner who can mercifully adore my sacred head with this crown. Promise number eight, there's always a sprinkle of my most precious blood wherever this thorn is. I am, not, I am not far, I am near. Promise number nine, I will crown his head with a victorious crown. Anyone who adores the sacred wounds and blood of my sacred head through this crown. Victory is on the way. Victory is on the way. We don't know exactly what the Lord is preparing that victory for in your life. But he promises, Jesus is promising, be ready to be crowned with a victorious crown. Anyone who adores the sacred wounds and blood of my sacred head through this crown. Promise number 10. I promise to show them my sacred head. One day, 
before they die, all who love their crown and adore their, my sacred head through it, so as to have perfect knowledge of their sins and repent. In other words, you're not going to die unprepared. You're going to know. Jesus is telling you, tomorrow's the, next, tomorrow's the day. Make your confession. Get right with God. Make it Get everything perfect before you go, right? That's a, a blessed grace that, quite frankly, I don't think I truly appreciate enough in this life. That's the one that I think perhaps those who have passed away would say, yeah, that's, that is what, what a grace that is, right? Promise number 11. Think about the date on this. This is the last promise. I'm going to read the last promise Jesus gives in regards to how this venerating his sacred head and wounds through the crown. Promise number 11. On September 15th, 2001, Our Lady asked her son Jesus to bless the crown of thorns with healing power. Healing power. The crown of thorns has healing power. Think about that. Remember this. September 11th, 2001 was a Tuesday. Let's do some quick math. Uh, that means that that would have been Thursday, would have been the 13th. Saturday would have been the 15th. Saturdays belong to our Blessed Mother Mary. Our Blessed Mother Mary on Saturday, September 15th, 2001, asked Jesus to bless the crown of thorns with healing power. We know Jesus said, yes, that crown of thorns has healing power. And our Blessed Mother, in her goodness, saw what was happening specifically in America, 9-11, the Saturday following, and obtained this incredible grace from her son Jesus. Now, you have a choice to make right now. I, I know, and I mean this, I don't mean it to be sound overly aggressive. I guess maybe I'm talking to some of the folks that, uh, where that firestorm came back. But you have a choice to make, and I mean it nicely. You can either reject this message and that you have that choice. Or you can accept this message. Don't accept it from me alone. I'm, I'm, I'm looking to Jesus. And I, I hope you do too. Look to what Jesus says in Scripture. Look at the Bible. Look at what he teaches in founding a church. Look at this devotion that's fully approved by that church that Jesus founded. It's not about what I think. It's not about what you think. It's about what Jesus thinks. It's about what Jesus says. And these are the words of Jesus. I hope and pray that those hearing this message accept this message and take Jesus at his word and enjoy all of these benefits and blessings that our Lord wants to pour upon you and me and everyone else. Thank you for listening and supporting, sharing. The Jesus Only Speaks the Truth podcast.